Yeah, mega. I mean, obviously, missing yet another year of racing around the Isle of Man last year was not easy and perfect weather, like it was the perfect TT and I'd have loved to have been riding around there. But um, lucky again that I've been given this opportunity to, to ride for Malenko Padgett's team and... You know, it's just such an honour to be back at that team, to be honest. And of course, many people will remember what you did with the team back in 2010, the famous five in a week, a record that still hasn't been matched by anyone else. So how fond are the memories that you have already with the Padgett's team? Oh, yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, um, I'm sure we'd have, been, we'd have carried on racing for a lot more years uh, if it hadn't been for the incident that happened at Silverstone. But to go back to them as a as a full team again now, it's just it is a dream come true. How did the conversations come about? Were they something that was in the pipeline for a while, or is it something that's developed quite rapidly, this this deal that you've got with Paget? If I'm totally honest, I went to see Clive a year ago, and I was talking about running my own thing last year, and I said, you know, the ideal thing for me would just be able to come back and race for you, Clive. <laughs> um, but obviously, I had two riders, and it was all set to go. Anyway, last year's history now, and that never happened, but I kept in touch through winter, and um, I knew there was, uh, obviously, Davey had left, and kept in touch but obviously with my stroke it wasn't quite that straightforward to just for Clive to take on board what's happening and say yes to it so it's gone on for a few months and then he said right let's go and have a go on the bike then so in, in December we went out to Almeria and did a track day it was only one day because I was out there teaching for the other other days for focused events um, but the last day focus let me ride my own bike so yeah we did a we did a, a sort of day ride in there and everyone was happy at the end of it <laughs> like you did mention there you did have that health scare if you don't mind me calling it that back in in february you've been recovering over the previous months now looking to this how have those last six to eight months been in terms of the the recovery and just and building back to good shape i think i'm very lucky to be honest i mean i didn't know much about a stroke beforehand and that was obviously why i was still trying to get myself ready for the tt last year and when i found out the ACO had taken my license off me i, I just couldn't understand it but obviously looking back now it was the right thing to do and, you know, it, it wasn't right for me to go racing at that time, but I was very lucky that I was in, while I was with Jay, he got the ambulance out very quickly. I got um, scanned very quickly and then I was taken down to Almeria Hospital and the clot was taken out. So within four hours of me having the stroke at the side of the road, the clot was removed and that's obviously where the damage gets worse and worse and worse when, when the clot's there. So it affected my speech. I couldn't speak for a good few weeks and it took me a while to speak uh, properly from then on, but it all came back and then I could drive within a month on the road. I did a track day in May with Jamie Whittam's school and I've been teaching out in Almeria through winter. So yeah, very, very lucky to be honest. And like you said there, you've, the great thing is that you've been able to to make that recovery over time, get yourself back into a good position to get back out on the bike again. In terms of, I suppose, the last well, couple of years, I know one of the comments you mentioned is you feel like you haven't really been able to sort of, I suppose, get the best out of yourself since around 2017 for several reasons. How much would it mean to you to get that that nice, good running going into TT this year? Yeah, I mean, nobody will really know, but the, the injuries that I had from 2017 were, were bad. My leg was, uh, it was different parts of my leg, to be fair, but the, the top half of my leg was uh, smashed to bits, my femur. I had to have my ankle removed. So then I was 30 millimetres shorter. So then the tibia that hadn't actually been damaged in the crash got broken so that they could lengthen my leg. So I had to lengthen my leg again. And um, I signed for Honda through the winter and literally had my frame taken off. I think it was about 10 days before the Northwest. So I was on a crutch for the Northwest and the TT and 
it wasn't ideal. And then going into 19, I had the crash at the 11th milestone in the first night of practice. So the whole of the 19 TT was sort of written off. Then we had COVID for a few years, came back for 2022 with um Milwaukee team and crashed at Snetterton and done my collarbone and uh, my shoulder socket was broken. Went to the TT with that, wasn't ideal. I was all ready to go again for, for last year and had my stroke. So <laughs> since 2017, you can pretty say it's not been good. <laughs> That's obviously the last couple of years, but I suppose going into 2024, it's not just the TT. Of course, you'll be competing at the likes of the, the Northwest 200. That's the plan. Does it feel like this calendar year maybe is a chance for you to start afresh almost? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've sat down with Clive and we've gone through the calendar and what we can and can't do before the Northwest. We've got plenty of dates we can do. We're going back out to Esteril in the uh, beginning of January for another track day. Um, we've got a lot of stuff organised before the Northwest and obviously and then we've got the Northwest to go at and then the TT so I've never stopped training obviously I've um, not trained as if I was going into a season but I've never stopped training I'm hopeful that we can be in a good position and the main thing for me with Clive's bikes you can just get on the bike and ride the bike and this is something that I have lacked a little bit over the last few years when I've been riding bikes struggled a bit with electronics and stuff we've had to be in and out and changing stuff and you know it's not really done me any favours I need to get to the TT come out in the first night of practice do two laps not be coming in you know get on another bike do two laps i literally need to be doing however many laps we can do every night i need to be out there doing those laps i don't need to be breaking down i don't need to be having any problems and um you know it's down to me to get my speed back and you know there's not many people that have done the speeds that i've done so i don't really see why i shouldn't be able to get back to there obviously i did 133 standing start nearly eight years ago now um I'd like to think I could get at least back to that, which is the, the fifth fastest lap ever at the TT. And then obviously if the weather's with us like it was last year, then, you know, who knows where the times will be again. But, you know, I just want to get myself back there and be at the front of it again and be there competing for the win. That's the only reason I go to the TT. I love to try and win it. And um, hopefully that's where we'll be. If not, that's the end of my career. <laughs> As you pointed out there, you know, you're, you're a competitor, you're a, you're a previous winner there, but... How do you find that balance, I suppose, mentally for yourself in terms of you've got that competitive streak in you, you always have done, but also, I suppose, understanding the situation you're in and easing your way back in? How, are you, how easy or difficult would you say that could be going into this year? It is hard. I mean, from my 2010 crash at Silverstone, it took 10 years to win, it, uh, sorry, five years to win the TT again. So it's nearly eight years since the 2017 race that I won. So you know, I know it's not going to be easy and I know it'd be a miracle to try come and win it in our first year. But um, as long as I can prove that I'm in a position to go on the next year, stay with the same team, keep everything the same and move forward with it. You know, I'm not expecting to go and win it first time out. But if I can prove that I can get back to where I was and we can go on from there, that is exactly what I need to be doing because I am only coming there to win it. So if we're miles away, then, you know, I will accept that and realise that it's not for me anymore. <laughs> That's the time to come in considerations in the future, in, in the short term. And I know you've touched on this already just lastly. So what what are the immediate plans to get ready for everything into the next few months? Yeah, so we've got the, the track day in uh, Portugal. I think we've got another one in Spain. And then the rest of it's going to be some testing and some racing. So we just need to find out exactly what clashes, what doesn't clash. Um and I think we've got a good set, uh, sort of amount of days that we can do before the Northwest that are competitive, obviously, to ride the bike competitive as well, not just doing track days. So that's the plan. 
Thank you for having the stamina to make it to the end of the Manx Radio Sportscast. You're clearly someone who has their eye on the ball at all times. Want to hear more about the latest sporting news across the Isle of Man and much more? Then might I recommend you take the plunge and subscribe to this series or a wide range of Manx Radio podcasts at your favourite podcast provider so that, in a flash, all of our finest moments take a winner's place on your smartphone. Thank you.